This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, November 17th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this morning? Doing well. It is another fine morning in the neighborhood or here on the Phoenix Media Broadcast Network. So uh, excited to be uh, here for the second day of the week. Very cool. Yeah, you know, it's uh, a little I look more... like I just rolled out of bed, though. I look like a goober, man. Nah, you, hat. you look pretty well kempt. It looks like you're keeping up the uh, No Shave November and keeping up yeah you know i uh, watched the i watched the playback of our show last night just uh, just a little sample of it and uh it's like oh can you kind of see it i mean you might need a 60 inch screen tv to see the thing <laughs> but uh it's just it's there it's coming in it's coming in yeah you know i i've got sort of the opposite curse that i could shave it all off and i just go and it pops out you know it's, <laughs> yeah it's like the animated episode of well it's, of course it's animated of uh, the simpsons when homer shaved and like two seconds later it was all like boop. <laughs> it's like yeah, those uh, pops up it's like those play-doh extruders you know uh the, the haircut <laughs> ones you, oh you yeah when you got to get rid of it and just press it through good stuff <laughs> very good well, How fun. are you this morning? You know what? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yesterday, I was a little on the tired side. You know, Mondays are always tough getting out of the weekend and, you know, getting up early to put a show together and get going. But, you know, typically by Tuesday, I'm feeling pretty good. And then, of course, you know, we hit Thursday, Friday, where things start running down again. But, uh, you know, we, right. <laughs> we have fun with it. It's, it's always a good time. And, yeah, we never take ourselves too seriously, which is probably a good thing. But, folks, let's go ahead and kick the show off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host Cuckoo. tony if you were to professionally so somehow in your career protest something that you were against how would you do it oh well you have to make sure it's all in the delivery like you can't if you don't agree with something you can't just run in and say it should be this way and you're doing it wrong and it's my way or the highway you got to realize, like, if you're if you're working somewhere, you're a part of a team. And, I, you know, I would like to think that the employer will appreciate your values. And uh, it's all about going to the person uh, where you need to make the change with and express your either discomfort, you know, not want to say discomfort, but your 
disagreements there. And if you want to make a change, voice your opinion in a professional manner. It's just all in the delivery and stuff. And you have to go in there knowing that uh, the change may not happen and you may have to just deal with it. But as long as you voice it professionally and in a proper setting, then it uh, that's, how, that's how I would do it. Well, that's very responsible of you. You know who's not responsible? Well, two pilots. This guy or girl, you're going to tell us about. <laughs> two pilots are being probed for making a penis-shaped symbol on air radar in solidarity with Russia's football team captain Artem oh, Zuba. No. <laughs> Zuba 32 was <laughs> Zuba 32 was suspended from the international team after an explicit video of him taking care of business in bed was made public. The crew members of Pobeda Airlines are said to have maneuvered their plane to fly a penis-shaped route in support of the star. Flight NP, sorry, DP-407, <laughs> DP-407, took the detour as it headed to Yekaterinburg from Moscow on November 11th. Russian state media called it a ballsy flight path and wondered whether these actions of the pilots were a bit too cocky. A spokesman for the budget airline said, this was probably the way in which Pobeda captains expressed their support to Russian team captain Artem Zuba and showed their attitude to him being bullied. An investigation into the incident by the Federal Air Transport Agency was later confirmed. Reports indicate that the unnamed crew members had requested to perform air maneuvers because they needed to, quote, check radio navigation equipment. As a result of the stunt, the flight landed 20 minutes later than scheduled. Executive Director of Avia Port Agency Oleg Pantelev told RBC News that investigations were being conducted into whether the pilots had permission to perform unusual maneuvers around the airport. And uh, I'll post this up on our Facebook page, but you can actually see the flight path. It's pretty hilarious. I'm not going to lie. That is pretty fun. I ain't going to lie. And uh, and that's also going to be the script for the third Top Gun. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure there are so many... Damn it, Maverick! <laughs> puns that you could pull out of course you know yeah. the state yeah, media absolutely. had absolutely you like one of the biggest ones in that story is you said the guy got cocky yeah <laughs> oh, okay yeah. yeah cocky while uh making quite the path they had uh, a little fun in the cockpit if you know what i mean yeah gonna... definitely yeah <laughs> but it goes to show that uh, you know what each each person has their own way to protest this just happened to be uh in the biggest way possible um yeah pun intended literally <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I did get a kick that the uh, flight number was DP-407. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, we have a wonderful show lined up for you today. It is a Tuesday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? This is Taco Tuesday! Oh, Be tacos. Mm. Being that it's Tuesday, we've got Animal Tales sponsored by Rough Riders. We have a segment called don't want the job that bad our call-in topic today is gaming on the go what mobile games are you playing right now we have a seg segment called well this is awkward we close out the day with this day in history and tony is up next with the entertainment news folks don't go anywhere we'll be back in just a few
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, November 17th. We talk about a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix line. You know it. You love it. It is our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe perhaps you wanted to draw penises in the sky in solidarity of your favorite uh, soccer player. You can. Just tell us about it. That number for the Phoenix line is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now it is the second segment of this show, and you know what that means. Tony's here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, November 17th, 2020, and here is the Filippo Possibly Fast Five. It just ran long yesterday. We'll see if if it's a little shorter today. <laughs> Chadwick Boseman, as we know, passed away earlier this year, um, and he will not be digitally inserted in Black Panther 2, Wakanda forever. But without Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther 2 will not include a digital double for the late actor, confirms Marvel EP. Our king has passed away in real life. We will find a way to honor him and such when the sequel is ready. So they're still kind of working on that. I think... Uh, it, from what I've gathered, it looks like Cherie. Cherie is going to, yeah. Shuri, okay, see, flip a her name as a Marvel fan. Uh, I think she's going to take the helm of it, which would be just fine. She was really awesome. I'm in, down uh, for it. In game as well as Black Panther, so. Uh, Judd Apto to helm uh, untitled pandemic comedy film at Netflix. No details given, but he's going to be doing a comedy based around the pandemic. However, I don't really find all his movies quite that funny, maybe because they run to be about three hours long. Yeah, his early ones were, his later ones try to take a more serious role, which aren't great. We don't need more pandemic stuff. Michael Bay's working on like a futuristic pandemic movie. I'm over it. I I don't want to watch entertainment while I'm stuck inside because I can't go inside outside because of the pandemic. Yeah. It, it doesn't make it. Yeah. Sense. It's one of those, it's one of those things. It's when you watch a film, you want to be kind of, you want to escape reality or you want to be forgotten about whether you're, whatever you're dealing with in your day to day lives. And we all deal with this together. And, and I agree with you. It's one of those things that we're living it like to forget it like it to be like in the rear view like where we can look back and be like god dang that was such a crappy time right but this was fun we did did the christian phoenix radio show that was a blast (laughs) it's always a good time yeah that's always a good time man if you're a fan if you currently have hulu live tv you are gonna be pissed hulu's raising their price of their live tv bundle by an extra ten dollars a month starting on december 18th wow the hulu plus live tv bundle will now cost you about 65 dollars per month over the current price of 55 in fact if you have extras on that um mike of obviously fan of the show watch right now hello buddy um he snapped me a picture his bill for next month, it's already going up to $78 after taxes and fees. And he's like, are you kidding me? This is the whole reason why I got away from Dish and cable. Right. You've now officially 
went from being an alternative where people are like, you know what? I like what you have to offer. But, you know, and while Hulu is great, Hulu you can get in many different ways. It's packaged with Spotify. It's packaged with your Verizon subscription. You can bundle it with Disney Plus and there's so many other ways to get your Hulu and uh, let me tell you, I'm not, I wouldn't pay 75 or $65 for Hulu. No, ultimately even the, with live TV. Yeah. They're shooting themselves in the foot. There's plenty of live TV alternatives out there. YouTube has a live TV package. Uh, there's sling that's out there. Uh, you don't have to stick with Hulu to get live TV, especially if it's going to cost you just as much as cable. Yeah. If it's going to be as much cable, you might as well go with cable. Yep. Just saying. Uh, starting today, so I know somebody who's going to really love this story. Starting today, like right now, those who have Amazon Fire TV, Fire Sticks, and any Fire or Amazon oh. devices are now able to load the HBO Max app on their devices, and they can start streaming HBO Max right now. Thank right goodness. now. Thank right goodness. Right this second. <laughs> I know you. I put this in for you because we bitched about this back in May and we didn't get it and yada yada. Well, now you can watch your HBO Max on your Fire Stick, buddy. I'm so happy. Yeah, right now, in order to watch HBO Max, I have to turn on the PlayStation 4. I have to switch the HDMI input over to HDMI 2. I have to pull it up. I have to cycle through the PlayStation over to the live video or to the TV and video. I have to find HBO Max. It's a pain in the ass. The other thing is that um, the PlayStation 4 controller, HBO Max on PlayStation 4 won't let you turn the controller off without stopping HBO Max. So it just kills the battery in the controller. So I'm so happy with that news. Yeah, well, and on top of that, when you can have HBO Max on a streaming device versus a console, um, when you're done with HBO Max, if you want to zip over to YouTube or Netflix or something else, man, it's just seamlessly. It's yep. so much nicer. I know I know those listening are like, ah, quit bitching, man. This doesn't seem that hard. Well, until you've done it, it is quite the pain in the ass. This is why I quit streaming any application on a console because it's a flipping nightmare. So it's better to have a streaming device that's designed just for streaming. It works so much better. Yep. Now, um, now all we need is for Amazon to get Vudu. Yes. Okay, there you go. I, that surprised that they don't, but they do have movies anywhere, right? They do. Okay, well, that has most of the voodoo movies. Not all of them, but it has most from that. So you should try that. All right, See all if right. that works. Give it a try. Uh, Net- Netflix canceled The Order. I, I never saw this show. This probably why I got canceled. <laughs> the cast is devastated, but thankful. Creator Dennis Heaton made the news public on Friday saying he's honored to work with an incredible cast and crew, but Netflix axed the show. It's one of the best experiences of my career, he wrote. Unfortunately, we aren't returning, but I will always cherish the memories. Thank you for all watching. So this is the first of a Netflix show instead of being like, yeah, we're going to go shop it and find another home. They're just like, well, okay, well. There you go. Thank you. Right. So that's always a bummer. So any fans of that show, hopefully you didn't get too involved because there will be no resolution to whatever it's about. Yeah. And unfortunately, Netflix does that. You know, uh, if the show's not, you know, like a Stranger Things or, or a House of Cards, something that's super, you know, performing super well, they'll axe it after two or three uh, seasons. Yeah. Here's that's, looking at you, Santa bummer, Clarita Diet. It just happens. Yep. 
Um, and lastly, in the Filippo Fast Five, or now lately the Filippo Long Five, uh, Tommy Lasorda has been hospitalized. The Dodgers legend is reportedly in ICU with heart issues. So sending well wishes to Tommy Lasorda. Do you ever play Tommy Lasorda's baseball in Sega Genesis? I remember that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it does not hold up today. Probably but, not. Uh, you know, it was cool back in the day. It was like the first sports talk. It was like Joe Montana sport talk football, like, like, (laughs) but it was talking, you know, (laughs) anywho. So that was the Filippo fast five. Now, did you hear about this over the weekend? Uh, Rick Moranis was just walking down the street down in New York city and some jackass freaking punched Lewis Tully, man. Yeah. That actually happened about a month, month and a half ago, but they just caught the guy over the weekend. Okay. That's what it was. But either way, what a crappy situation for old Rick, man. New York police have arrested the idiot who sucker punched Rick Moranis last month. Marquise Ventura, way to go, Ace, is accused of attacking Moranis, 67, on the morning of October 1st as the actor walked down West 70th Street near Central Park West. Ironically, that area is also where his apartment building was in Ghostbusters. Right. <laughs> Just saying. Uh um, the uh, Morana sustained injuries to his head, back, and hip in the attack and was taken to a local hospital for evaluation. Ventura was arrested on Saturday, November 14th and charged with second-degree felony assault. Great. You are... You get everything you deserve, buddy. You do not mess with a national treasure like Rick Moranis. Nope. Justice hopefully will be served. Um, yep. And Moranis uh, is healing, and uh, he made his first on-screen appearance in 23 years with Ryan Reynolds for Mint Mobile, which wasn't much. It was just kind of he was there, which but it was good to see him. Um, he's set to reprise his role as Wayne Slazinski in Disney Plus's forthcoming reboot of Honey, I Trump the Kids. So wishing Rick the very best. I hope he makes a cameo, and I hope it's so tight-lipped that nobody knows about it until we see it in Ghostbusters Afterlife coming out in June. That's my hope, too. Yeah. Universal uh, and Cinemark have announced a deal to shorten the theatrical window for VOD releases, uh, something similar to what they did with AMC in July. Um, With this agreement, uh, Universal and Focus Features theatrical releases will remain in theaters for 17 days and then able to go video on demand. This multi-year agreement between the two is to further help theaters, Cinemark in this instance, to prevent movies from going straight to VOD on release day. Um, this undercuts theater change already struggling to remain open. So um, any movie that opens to 50 million or more will see its 17-day timeline extended by 14 days for a total of 31 days before going VOD. Um, I think this is all good business for everybody involved. I think I personally think 30 days is probably the better way to go with it. Let it get a full month run. Make that freaking uh, theater uh cash in one month and then you know go get go get that extra you know go for seconds it's like eating a piece of pizza you know get that slice or two in let it settle still hungry go for more after the 30 days yeah and ultimately kind of a weird analogy because i'm actually hungry this (laughs) (laughs) and ultimately you know it's no wonder that cinemark sort of followed suit amc is probably the biggest theater chain out there and you know, if if they're the studios are doing it for AMC, why not for Cinemark as well? Yeah, and it's good. And it's too bad if Regal would have hung in there. I'm sure Regal would have gotten a piece of that kind of pie deal too. And uh, I say this every week. The reason why I bring up movie theater stories is so I could support it. Um, I, I still 
buy into the Cinemark, uh, what is that, movie club mm-hmm. program every month. I get charged, uh, whatever, the eight bucks, nine bucks a month. Uh, I don't stop it because I want them to succeed. So even if I'm not using it, which is a waste shame on me, but uh, I'd like to see them succeed. I, AMC, I think, has not been charging me uh, the 20. They keep postponing it because they haven't... Hmm. Uh, don't really have movies that are enticing people to do their $22 a month they, uh, right. fee. So, yeah. you know. But maybe they should still give you the option at like half price and that way you can help support yeah. them. And, you know, yeah. uh, again, because that little, the little theater where I saw the weirdo with the Sonic the Hedgehog, that theater opened back up. I've been there since, but it's, it's open. <laughs> and ultimately, showing. you know, if, if, if the cinematic, you know, movie theater experience disappears, it's going to be a sad time for us because there, there's nothing uh, like going to the theaters. Yeah, I don't want to have to tell my my kid at age 45 when I have a kid, I'm guesstimating, I'm throwing it out there and be like, Daddy used to go to theaters. I used to do this radio show and I used to do reviews. Mind your dad was some hot stuff, man. Let me tell you something. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that, that would go. But either way... That's going to be your entertainment news because I really stretched it again today. I have fun chatting away on the little things apparently lately. But <laughs> we got some birthdays. Not a whole lot, but enough to finish off the segment. Birthday You know, it's always sunny for this little penguin. Danny DeVito is 75. Uh, this hot chick and mean girl is having a game night for her birthday. The hottie Rachel McAdams, still good looking at 41. I didn't know her Marvel character from Doctor Strange, so I didn't utilize that. Yeah. that <laughs> Lucifer, Tom Ellis, is 41. Looking forward to uh, the, the rest of that season. Uh, legend, wait for it, Derry, director of Goodfellas, Taxi Driver and The Departed and Wolf of Wall Street, Mark Scorsese is 77. Thought I was going to go with somebody from How I Met Your Mother. I with did, that one, yeah. Huh? And live from New York, Mr. Saturday Night, Lorne Michaels, 75. That was my best impression for that. (laughs) That's your birthdays today for November 17th. Y'all have a good day. See you on the next set. (laughs) Folks, that does it for the entertainment news when we come back. It is Tuesday. We've got Animal Tales sponsored by RoughWriters.org. Don't go anywhere. After these messages, we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, November 17th. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us right now as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now if you want to get a hold of me on social media, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio of course with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. 
Now, being that it's Tuesday, as we do on Tuesdays, we like to explore animal tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Now, Rough Riders is a 501c3 dog rescue nonprofit dedicated to the transport of dogs from kill shelters out in the rural areas, bringing them back to uh, central uh, metro northern Nevada here, working with local shelters and rescue groups to give them a second chance and uh, find them new homes. Now, if you want more about Rough Riders, head over to roughriders.org. That's R-U-F-F riders.org. Or uh, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash roughridersaves. Now, without further ado, let's get into Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey prays and the pony neighs, the old great badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's the one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to do, and the old cow just goes moo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, kicking off Animal Tales, Tony, one of your favorite places to go, especially if you're out in uh, California or maybe you head over to Florida. California! (laughs) No, Jimmy! (laughs) Is the beach. What has your experience been with the seagulls? Do you find that they're respectful Uh, of your space and your food? And No, yeah, total. Like, they leave you alone and they don't go near you, yeah. On the pier in San Diego, man, if you stop and get, like, an ice cream cone or you just want to get a snack and you're walking around, man, those little bastards are quick. Yeah, they are. Take a churro out of your hand or whatever. (laughs) Well, it turns out they're pretty smart, too. So goals work out the timing of school lunch breaks so they can steal Ah! food. They've been watching us for decades, monitoring our movements, studying our behavior, tracking our routines, stealing our chips. In the seaside city of Bristol, gulls are the ultimate human stalkers and the timing of their peck, well, is impeccable. Scientists tracking these birds have discovered gulls are so well adapted to human urban environments, they know exactly where to forage for food and more importantly, when. In one of the United Kingdom's most gull-infested cities, these shrewd birds have figured out when a local school takes its breaks and they've shifted their own meal times accordingly. Just before the mid-morning and mid-afternoon recess, when students begin to unpack their goodies in the schoolyard, gulls of all sorts can be spotted on the surrounding rooftop sitting and waiting for the kids to come. Scientists counted the highest number of birds at 11.15 a.m. and 12.45 p.m., which is also when the schoolyard was most crowded with children. The school breaks fell between 11 and 11.20 a.m. and 12 and 12.20, uh, well, 1 p.m., They said our first day at the school, the students were expected to tell us about the goals visiting their school at lunchtime, says Anouk Spelt, who studies the behavior of urban nesting goals at the University of Bristol. Indeed, our data showed that goals were not only present in high numbers during lunchtime to feed on leftovers, but also just before the start of the school and during the first break when students had their snack. So, uh, yeah, it Let me seems... pack my snack pack! <laughs> seems a little on the obvious side, but, uh, yeah, goals are smart, and they are a pain in the ass. And uh, Yeah, it's funny because uh, Lacey's afraid of birds, and she just she texted me during this, and she said, See, my fear is justified. <laughs> get stalked by these damn things. They're they're creepy, and you know the the Hitchcock movie, The Birds. That's that's no joke. Yeah. All right, let's move yeah. on with animal tales. <laughs> Tony, uh, who are you betting on in the pigeon races this weekend? 
Uh, I am going to go for the Seattle uh, poop birds. All right. You That's know, good... yeah, they drop a lot of they drop a lot of poo. They, if they would just let Phyllis Cook on their team, those pigeons would actually do something, you know? <laughs> Who knew pigeon racing was actually a thing? But uh, apparently it is. Come on, you Phyllis! I rule for you. Yeah. I, got, I, got, I got fantasy points on Phyllis. Give me at least 10 fantasy points this week. <laughs> so a racing pigeon has sold at auction for more than how much do you think the racing pigeon sold for tone oh gosh it's gonna be something ridiculous like oh uh, ten thousand dollars how about 1.4 million dollars uh dude i was gonna say one million dollars but that's like that's <laughs> too high so i'll go with thousands Ridiculous! Yep. One million dollars. Yep. Sold at auction for $1.4 million to a mystery Chinese buyer. The three-year-old hen called New Kim was sold by Belgium auctioneers Pigeon Paradise in an online auction for 1.6 million euros, or equivalent to 1.4 here. But the sale beat the 1.25 million euros paid last year for a male pigeon Armando, dubbed the Lewis Hamilton of the sport, which has become highly lucrative in China. Go figure. In a frantic... This is Armando. He is my racing pigeon. I pay this bastard lots of money for big wins in pigeon race. <laughs> in a frantic final half hour of bidding, two Chinese buyers using the pseudonym Super Duper and Hitman sent the price for New Kim skyrocketing. The champion bird from Antwerp is likely to be used by the unnamed buyer for breeding. Go figure. Quote, I believe it's a world record. There has never been an officially documented sale documented sale of such a price. PIPA chairman Nicholas Gisselbrecht said, I don't think we could reach that amount. New Kim won the 2018 crown as Ace Pigeon Grand National Middle Distance in competitions held in Chateauneuf and Argentin sur Crau in France. So, uh, you know, you learn something new. I didn't even know pigeon racing was a thing, let alone that a pigeon could go for a million and a half. That, that's nuts. Yeah, hey, hey, babe, I got this deal. Now, don't be mad. I made an investment. Uh, I only spent the, our life savings in, in, in savings we didn't even really have. Guess what I bought? But don't be mad. <laughs> I bought a racing pigeon. It's a racing pigeon. A racing pigeon for only the low cost of $1.1 million. And I'm going to uh, breed wanna go, it. You want to go cuddle now? Like, did that earn some cuddle time? No? No, not so much. Oh, you're divorcing me. It's a pigeon. The pigeon's going to win. <laughs> it's wow. a sure thing. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, a crazy world we live in. And then finally, moving on to our last story in Animal Tales. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Obviously, the tropical storms, the hurricanes, they bring out animals of all sorts. Well, in this case, floodwaters from Tropical Storm Etta went so high in a Florida man's yard that he discovered a manatee grazing on his grass. Manatee is also known as a sea cow, so it makes sense. In a video posted on Facebook by Matt Hathaway of Flagler Beach, the manatee can be seen swimming around the yard earlier this week after rising tide waters combined with Etta's torrential rain. He said the tide was so high, we have a manatee munching on grass in our yard. The video shows the manatee grazing while calmly swimming around Hathaway's yard. Eventually, the manatee swam safely away. So, uh, you know, he's just having a, a nice meal on a probably well-groomed yard. But uh, that would be something to see, you know, just yeah. peeking outside. Well, and that's the crazy thing. When you get the hurricanes, you don't know. Sometimes there's sharks that get whaled out 
to places you wouldn't expect. I mean, crocodiles, alligators. Yeah, it was like one one I saw years ago. There was this terrifying one where there was like due to the floods and the way the hurricane had shifted, like down like just a public street where there was a lot of standing water. There was a shark just sitting there, and I was like. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's not, I'm good. not what you want to see. I mean, you're, if you're in Florida, you're already dealing with, you know, like the big old bugs, <laughs> the reptiles, the gators in your backyard, all that stuff. You Zombie know, cicadas, you, you know. I guess a manatee would be a welcome thing. You're like, well, yeah, it's, I mean, a, it's not something you ever see every day. It's an adorable sea cow. Well, folks, that does yeah. it for Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. When we come back, we've got a segment called Didn't Want the Job That Bad. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And welcome back, folks, to the fourth and final segment of the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Tuesday, November 17th, but don't fret. We still have a full hour ahead of us with some great, great topics, including your call-in topic of gaming on the go. Now, if you missed a portion of this show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us. Click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends, because sharing is caring. Now on the show, every once in a while, we like to talk about uh, some of the ridiculous things that happen around our jobs, whether it's, uh, you know, just in the everyday day-to-day of the jobs or the hiring process, which in this case, we're talking about people who don't really want the job that bad. Um, You know, before my career in broadcasting, uh, I was in marketing for automotive companies, and I've interviewed people that, uh, you know, they walk in 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 t-shirts and jeans and, 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 again, makes you wonder how bad they really want it. Now, Tony, I know, uh, you know, obviously in retail and, and Costco, in all due respect, you guys will hire just about anybody just because, it, you, you know. Nowadays, truth. Yeah, it never used to be that way. We used to uh, always hire the, I don't have the cream of the crop button ready, but uh, <laughs> we used to hire the cream of the crop. Yeah, we did. Um, uh, but nowadays, yeah, it's kind of. If you if you're living and breathing, you may if you can get an interview, you have to be really bad not to make it to the next one. And uh, case in point, I watched a dude yesterday. He uh, came in dressed like a slob. Uh, I guess like during his uh, questions, he was one word answers. <laughs> he didn't have much of a personality. They're like, one of the questions was, "What did you do to prepare for the job?" Nothing. <laughs> I showed up. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about tell us about yourself. My name's oh well that would have been perfect to have this. My name's Jeff. Okay, well what do you do? <laughs> My name's Jeff. Oh, okay. Can can you can you push carts? 
Yeah. Remix. So that's about how that goes. But that, yeah, he didn't get it. He didn't make it. But you know, but you have to be pretty bad. But you, I agree with you. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. there's just the standards. The bar's lower, unfortunately. Well, and part of the problem is that you know some of these kids growing up are are, are entitled, feel like they deserve the job regardless if they interview well. Well. Unfortunately, uh, that's not always the case. And so we're going to run down, uh, you know, a, a few stories of people who didn't really want the job that bad. For instance, you have this uh, person who wrote, I once interviewed a guy who asked me who his boss would be. When I explained it would be me, the person interviewing him, he laughed and said, congratulations for getting so far, but that he could not be expected to just do what I asked him to. And also any woman being in charge of man was disrespectful. He did not get the job, and rightfully so. Apparently, this guy time-traveled from 1955 because uh, <laughs> he had no idea where he was or, or what he needed to do to actually get the job. Why are you wearing that life preserver? <laughs> what? what? You make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> this one on sort of the opposite side of the coin. Every once in a while, you'll interview for a job, and uh, they want you to pick up added expenses, which doesn't make any sense. No. This person wrote, we won't give you a contract until you've bought your uniform and paid for your training. Yeah, no, hard pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something I'm not going to do. You know, like, I forget. I think it was Arby's back in back in the day of the old days. My One of my first, like, legit corporate jobs was Arby's, and I think we had to pay for our those ugly like button up shirts. Like, did you really you had to pay for oh. that? Yeah, you had to put a deposit down. <laughs> they didn't want you getting Arby sauce all over them. Yeah, you know, horsey sauce was okay, but Arby sauce was unacceptable. <laughs> I still remember your uh, your customer with the uh, cancer kazoo, for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one M N G S, one mocha <laughs> Thanks, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, you know, didn't want the job that bad. Well, uh, you know, I, I don't envy teachers. Teachers have such a hard job. You know, they get a lot of crap for, uh, you know, in many cases, having three months off at a time, all holidays off, all that. But everything they do, regardless of that, is hard work, and they got to deal with kids. Kids are hard enough on their own. A pack of kids oh, yeah. is, is that much harder. Well, this person puts, back when I was teaching, I had an interview once where I had to plan a lesson of bingo. One of the kids kept rubbing their answers out and writing new ones so they could win. I sat down and advised the kid that I didn't think what they were doing was fair and asked them why they were doing it. We had a little chat of the school values and they agreed that it was wrong of them to do it. Cut to after the interview and the interviewer took me aside and said that it was disgraceful. I told a kid they were cheating and it was wrong and I'd make a horrible teacher. One of the many experiences I've had and why I don't teach anymore, some schools are honestly just toxic. The teaching profession is really only for strong-willed people and I am definitely not one of them. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, there's a lot of things that we talk about. We try to stay pretty neutral, but uh, I am definitely against the uh, participation trophy for every kid, making every kid feel, um, you know, good about themselves. You know, school is for learning, for learning values of what's right and what's yeah. wrong. Not that uh, you can get away with uh, anything just because, you know, you, you've got a good attitude. Yeah, I think that's one of those things, you know, it's the whole thing, like, I'm a nice guy, and you would think, like, everything just goes 
perfection for me. Like there's no problem. Like, oh, Tony's such a nice guy. I bet everything just goes great for him. Nope. <laughs> I get dealt she, poopy hands. Uh, oh, you got I, close. Not, not yeah, that it matters. Not but. like we would have got fine if it slipped, but I, I caught myself. Um, yeah, it's not like we, uh, I don't have those days and, you know, I don't go home and pout about it. You know, sometimes it's, uh, it doesn't go your way. Right. It's just not fair. No, it's fun. It's, it's okay. You have your people you can vent to about certain things and then you move on. It, you know, it sucks, but, uh, yeah, I'm with you. The whole participation trophy, if we would have grown up in an era like that, I can't even imagine, uh, the, the demanding little baby I would be today. I'd be yeah. an old baby, but <laughs> demanding one. Jeez. Here, here's a news alert for you guys. Life is not fair. Inconceivable! Yeah. It's like Wednesday. Words are hard. Well, every day, life is hard. Life is hard. Just, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of <laughs> life is hard, here's people who didn't want the job that bad. For instance, uh, this person puts... I once had an applicant throw a fit and insist that he be given my job immediately. For the record, he wasn't even remotely qualified. Shockingly, I decided not to hire him. And again, yeah, you get people who feel they're entitled to it, even though they don't have the qualifications, they don't have the background, they don't have the skills to do it. They think that uh, they're just going to learn on the go and, you know, they're they're destined to make a, a huge salary for it. Yeah, it's just one of those things, you know, like, in any job you just don't just because you think you deserve all that stuff you have to work for it like and you have to go through the uh, trials and tribulations you have to go through the rejections the turn downs uh, and then the you know the success every time you get a victory that, that pushes you in the right direction and then every time you get a defeat you evaluate what went wrong and uh you learn from it and grow from it and keep trying exactly. until you eventually get to the point where you're just like I'm good with it, you know? I mean, if you get to that point, that's fine too. But uh, as long as you put in the effort and you understand what, you know, what goes on with yourself and what you can and can't do and what you bring to the table. Exactly. Moving on with, didn't want the job that bad. Ooh, I couldn't imagine working for this lady. Says, the owner of the company told me she'd come to my house and cut off all my hair if I ever shared any information with her competitors. I never shared any info about the company, but you better believe I told everyone what she said to me. That's nuts. Yeah. How about, uh, yeah, I'm good. You know, this, I don't need to work through that bad. <laughs> I mean, whoa. I, I, you know, in what interview would you be like, I yeah, would, I, I would want- love to have you start Monday, but if you say anything to the competitor, I'm going to cut your damn hair off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to work okay. for the person who threatened me. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, just, just breaking news. I, I don't need the job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, actually, if I got that, I said, okay, no problem. And then I'd like get out of it. You know, like, I, I don't know what you would do face to face. They may be that nuts and cut your hair right there. Right. <laughs> and then Tony, I didn't realize that you had uh, put something in on this uh, selection. It says a uh, person had an interview at a retail story store. They said, I'm really good at zoning. <laughs> I'm really good at zoning out and doing repetitive, boring work. They still got the job. Don't know how. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Mindless zombiness, baby. Exactly. Well, folks, that does it for the first hour. When we come back, it is our call in topic of gaming on the go. Enjoy the seven minute break. We'll see you guys in just a few. Thank you. 
17th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. <laughs> How you doing, Tony? Got your zip fizz? Got your smoothie? Feeling good Got this second hour? Zip fizz, smoothie, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, right before the break, when we went off and we were talking about take this job or, you know, like, I don't need this job. Uh, when Lacey was in charge of Verizon, she uh, interviewed a, a girl in her prom dress. What? So the girl showed up in yeah, the girl showed up in her prom dress, and uh, <clears throat> let me bring up the text. A- so I don't at least she attempted to dress up. Yeah, she she was in a prom dress and said told us her biggest achievement that she has had to date was her beautiful singing voice. Oh, <laughs> that that just goes to. Uh, I think a segment we've done in the beginning of the show, which was job interview horror stories or something like that, and that that just kind of fits with something like that. It's yeah, it's nuts, but uh, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, man, it feels good to have groceries to make a, a smoothie and stuff again, and to have zip fizz <laughs> and things like that. Well, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers. The way we do it is we let you know the topic the day beforehand so you can call in on the Phoenix line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. And, of course, if you do chime in on the call-in topic, you are entered into a chance to win our, as we dubbed it last week, our prize contest uh, for a chance at uh, Phoenix Fan Gear, which is a, a Phoenix Media hat t-shirt maybe some other goodies but uh, we're getting ready to do our first drawing here relatively soon so that's a little more incentive to uh, chime in on tomorrow's topic which we'll get to in a little bit but you can also comment on our facebook live video over at facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio that's christian with the k phoenix with an f radio of course with an r just click into the video comment into the comment section there unfortunately you're not entered into a chance to win that prize contest from the comment section, but we still love your interaction. Now, uh, Tony and I have talked about in the past that, uh, you know, we were gamers growing up. We love video games. Obviously, we grew up in the era of Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and of course, you know, the first mobile games, which were Game Boy, Game Gear, uh, those sorts of things. Well, things have obviously advanced since then. Uh, Our time isn't as... uh, uh, readily available as it used to be so we can't get into mm-hmm. you know the big long console games but we do still have time to you know if we're sitting on the crapper trying to kill a little bit of time play mobile games that uh, of course we're both iPhone users but it's available on Android as well 
and wanted to uh, find out, you know, what you guys are playing. What are you playing on the go? What's a mobile game that, uh, you know, is occupying your time and, uh, you know, something that's maybe easy to pick up or, uh, you know, is just so addicting that you can't put it down. You find yourself, uh, you know, just awake in the middle of the night trying to uh, tend your crops like uh, Jesse does with Heyday. Um, <laughs> Heyday! <laughs> you know, there's so many out there. But, uh, Tony, what are you playing on the mobile side right now? Uh you know, I don't get to play a whole lot. Like, when Nintendo released their mobile games, like they had Mario Run, which I paid the 10 bucks for that because it's Mario. And that had so much fun for about a week, and then I was good with it. Like, I, I did what I could do with it. And I'm, and then uh, the Mario Kart World Tour came out for it, which, again, on paper sounds like it's going to be awesome and then Dr. Mario. So I was playing those, but my frustration with that is you have to be somewhere where you have phone service or you have to have a Wi-Fi network. So if you take it to go on the plane, good luck playing those games, they don't work. So that was frustrating. Um, So I kind of put those down. But the one game I do find myself every once in a while picking up is probably Words with Friends. The only thing I hate about that and I'm not buying the full version because I'm cheap. But I de- I have to deal with these stupid ads, and they're always for like heyday, and then garden escapes, and it's always got you have to sit through these dumb ads for all these other mobile games. Um, and uh, one one interesting little ad it had was for Pop Blitz, which is the Funko Pop uh, characters. Uh huh. Um, and it's like a little puzzle game with their faces. So uh, like the little icon is Marty McFly, which is cool. And then when you get like three Marty McFly faces, like the DeLorean comes at you. So, you know, it, it reminds me of Bejeweled or something like that. Right. Pop faces. So between that words with friends, those are probably the two that I play. If I play mobile games. Well, the funny thing is the re- Nintendo ones, the reason most of these games are free. And then, you know, you've got the paid version is because of the ads. And it looks like at least one of the ads worked for you because that Funko pop, ad popped up for lack of a better term and uh, you probably ended up downloading it because of that ad yeah yeah i tried it and it it's all right you know but again it's then that game has ads too and it's like <laughs> i just want to play video game i, I don't know i don't want to sit there and play another fun one to play too is 1010 it's like tetris huh. that, that's a that's a good game yeah i've never played that one but uh you know, the only problem, and you mentioned the Nintendo ones like Super Mario Run or Mario Kart World Tour, they're dumbed-down versions of the console or even the mobile games where it's essentially just a one-finger type thing. So you don't have control over your character moving forwards or back or jumping or doing certain things. Like on Mario Run, you just tap it to make him jump, and he keeps moving forward. And so it, it takes some of that fun, some of that skill out of it if it's just dumbed down to that basic thing. But, mm-hmm. uh, folks, we are talking gaming on the go. What mobile games are you playing? After the break, it's going to be about you guys. So comment now on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Just click into the live video and uh, let us know what you're playing. Folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, it is all about you. And I'll go ahead and share the game that I'm playing, um, at least a little bit with my kids. So uh, we'll see you guys in just a couple minutes.
everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, November 17th. We are smack dab in the middle of our call-in contest, uh, not contest, topic, actually the interactive portion of the show where we invite you guys to chime in right now on our Facebook comments on the live video over at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Topic today is gaming on the go. What mobile games are you playing right now? So before we get to you guys, I wanted to talk about a game that uh, my boys turned me on to. I don't play it much by myself, but anytime I'm hanging out with them, uh, it's something we've been playing recently, and apparently it's taking off like wildfire. It's a game called Among Us, and it's essentially... best way to describe it is the plot of Alien or Prometheus uh, with graphics similar to uh, early Zelda games and uh, gameplay that is uh, similar to like Clue, sort of a whodunit where, you know, it's a multiplayer. You've got 10 people aboard this spacecraft. Three of them are known as imposters or, you know, the gameplay can be set up otherwise. And the imposter's goal is to go around and sabotage parts of the ship or kill crew members and then the crew members have to come together, discuss who they think is an imposter, and eventually uh, you know, vote out who they deem as the imposters. And of course, if they vote everybody out, the crew members win. If the uh, imposters end up killing everybody, sabotaging or, or you know holding out, then they win. And it's you know a fun game that sort of makes you think, collaborate, and uh, you know it's got some fun little characters with some add-ons that uh, you know little hats. They've got the brain slug from uh, Futurama on there. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, some fun stuff. So uh, I've been playing that one with the boys, but uh, we want to hear from you guys. What are you playing? Uh, Tony, uh, I assume the Yondras probably chimed in. Yes, they of course have. Uh, Michael is just playing Twitter. He just reads Twitter. He doesn't play mobile games. Uh, (laughs) You can make a drinking game out of it. What's that? You can make a drinking game out of Twitter. Yeah, this is true. You could, you know, like which hashtag you want to go after. Uh, Lacey's playing Block Do- Block Doku. It's kind of a puzzle Tetris game. It's hard to explain, but it's a lot of fun. So interesting. Um, okay, Block Doku. Yeah, thanks to check out. If, doki uh, Doki Panic. <laughs> yeah, if you need to kill a little bit of time, um, you know the the problem is that there are so many new games that come out regularly that it's hard to stay on top of them. But uh, I mentioned earlier in the last segment that you know Jesse is a Addicted to Heyday. You know, Heyday is essentially a... Hey, Jesse. It's a game where you farm. That's the whole point of the game. It's like these uh, uh, sim-type games where, you know, you build your farm, you sell your goods, and you keep growing and building, growing and building. And, uh, you know, she she is just into it and, and uh, you know, stays up late into all hours of the night tending to her farm or, or dealing with uh, Tim, who is uh, her virtual helper. And uh, it's funny because, you know, she'll every once in a while, you know, those little things pop up where you get a special deal for five bucks, 10 bucks, and she'll buy the extra diamonds or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, it's how they make them their money. It, it is crazy that uh, these mobile games make so much money just based on kids. And in this case, my fiance, uh, shelling out uh, their hard earned money to, uh, to buy little upgrades bit by bit, as opposed to, you know, 60 bucks for a full game. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, 
it is definitely the the way of gaming nowadays. It's it, they'll just put out basic stuff, but if you want to play the full version, man, you gotta you gotta be buying their little expansions and all that. Yeah, it's um, Jeez Louise. You know, the other game that my boys are really into is a game called Brawl Stars, which uh, again, you know, has a has its own big but niche following and. Uh, my son last year told me that he has spent over $150 on upgrades and mystery boxes and things like that, and it just blew my mind. Now, this was money, obviously, that he got from Christmas and, and birthdays and things like that, and it was his to spend as he wanted to, but you know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me growing up in a generation where you just bought the game, you got the full game, you enjoyed the game, and then you could actually resell the game if you needed to. Yep, uh, and then you just waited for the sequels, and the sequels were the ones that had like the new gameplay and the more characters, and and you're just like, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, nowadays it's just not like that. So. No, no, and in fact, the the big game uh, manufacturers right now are going through and trying to introduce things like that. In fact, EA got into a lot of trouble with their last uh, Star Wars Battlefront, Battlefront 2 game for uh, some of the things that they were doing. And, you know, there's... the loot, Oh, yeah, those loot crates. Exactly. <laughs> crap, yeah. And it's even gone so far as going to the government, to Congress, to try and outlaw these things as gambling or trying to make sure that there's at least a fair playing field for those who pay versus those who don't pay and uh, it's yeah. it's a really weird really weird thing to uh, dive into but uh, Tony I'm going to run down the top 10 games and folks feel free to I chime in to with it. what you're playing and I want to see if you've even heard of any of these the number one game across all platforms all app stores Scribble Rider never heard of Scribble Rider <laughs> how about uh, Cube Surfer Never heard of Cube Surfer. <laughs> How about Brainwash? No. Nope. <laughs> uh, I guess sticking with the surfing theme, uh, the fourth most downloaded game, Subway Surfers. Nope. And but that, I do like that level in uh, Turtles in Time. That was fun. That is a fun one. Uh, that game's been out for a while. I'm surprised that's still up in the top ten. Uh, number five is a game I was just talking about, Among Us. Okay. Have you had a chance to play that yet? No. It's fun. It's 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 entertaining. Uh, I might have to play. You know, I always like the addicting games, especially if it's something where I could actually play it if I'm on a plane. Mm -hmm. Like those are the fun ones. But most of the games that download, like Marvel's Clash of Champions or all that stuff, you got to have a connection to play any of those yeah. things. Well, same with Among Us. It is purely a multiplayer game, so. Uh, looks like that might be out for your, your plane travel. Um, <laughs> and number six is a game called Fruit Clinic. <laughs> nope, never heard of it. I, I don't know if it's along the same lines as Fruit Ninja or, or what. Oh, Fruit Ninja, I remember that. Yep. Here's one I know you've probably heard of, PUBG Mobile. I have heard of PUBG, but not mobile. Yeah, PUBG. Just, I've heard of PUBG, though. Yeah, PUBG is like a um, Fortnite. It's just a multiplayer um how would you put it? A, uh, um, a battle royale type game where it's yeah, essentially last man it's standing. It's the whole thing. It's the whatever. That's all the trend, you know, like Fortnite. I never got into any of that. <laughs> Here's a game I can't imagine would be any fun, but apparently it's number eight in the number uh, most downloaded App Store games right now tie dye, where you get to virtually create your own tie dye clothing. 
Negative. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, number nine is a game called Log Thrower. Uh, <laughs> no. And the 10th most downloaded game is a game that I know you've heard of just because it pops up in every single ad that ever pops up, Homescapes. Uh, oh, Homescapes is, yeah. That, that, ah, it's always the little idiot that, uh, but you know what's funny is like when you look at the game, you're like, okay, so I have to save this little idiot for making a bad choice and it's a little puzzle thinking. But then when you actually see the actual game, the game looks nothing like the little stupid ad. Like the ad's a cartoony guy. Right. And he dies every time. But when you look at the actual game, it's like an above like Sims looking game. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's it. almost like false advertising. Now, the one that uh, I've been amazed and they've been showing recently for Homescapes is like a woman walking in on that character and another woman in lingerie. It's like, how is this game meant for kids? And, yeah, you know, obviously they're targeting kids with the ads, but you know that's that's going a little risque with their uh, you know the homescapes. Yeah, games. Well, it's where they call it homescapes. Like it's like like is it a garden game or like why is this dude always risking death? It's this bald idiot with like well balding idiot with like the black hair and stash. It pops up during words with friends every time. I and there's a fish one too that's very similar yeah like yeah. yeah where the fish you have to get the fish home and and it's like oh god yeah it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but you know what mobile games help us pass the time and yeah. you know if you find one you like then good Lacey, on you Lacey asked what whatever happened to like diner dash or candy crush like the initial wave of uh mobile gaming you know i you know mobile gaming is strange to me it just none of those games sound appealing like i am so shocked like you don't get more of the and they do exist for the most part but they're not really widely popular is you know you can play all the original mega man games mobile you can download them they're relatively cheap sega has their games for free on mobile yep i mean they have ads but you can play the original sonic the hedgehog on the phone i Um, can tell obviously I can tell you why they're not more downloaded because those games were hard and kids don't want to play hard games. They want to play games that they just have endless levels that they can just do the repetition. You know, I remember playing Mega Man over and over just trying to get to a certain point. And of course, you know, if you lost all your lives, you had to go all the way back to the beginning. Um, The kids don't have those challenges these days. No. And you know what game is really cool? I don't know if it's on mobile, but I did pick it up on the switch for like five bucks um, and the Switch you can at least take on the go, which is great. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's Pac-Man Championship Edition. That game is addicting. It's a lot of fun. Um, not sure if that's on mobile. And then lastly, before we wrap it up, uh, Lacey said she just she downloaded Gardenscapes once because she thought it was just that, and she got addicted for a while. So, uh, but the game pisses her off, and she would save the guy to choose the fate every time so (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's beyond us obviously these games aren't necessarily meant for us i love talking video games but man i have no familiarity with today's choices i'll tell you that much i did feel a little (laughs) foreign on that one well the good news is you will have some familiarity with our topic for tomorrow which we're inviting you guys to call in on the phoenix line tomorrow we're talking movies and the greatest plot twists of all time so uh, ooh, it's a twist 
Yes, so stay tuned so that way you find out how it ends because it might be a little bit of a plot twist. Here's looking at you Ooh. at M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. So. <laughs> Shyamalama Ding Dong. Folks, we are headed into a break. When we come back, we've got a segment called, Well, This is Awkward. So don't go anywhere, and we'll show you just how awkward it can be. See you guys in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Radio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, November 17th. Now we talk about it all the time on the show. It is the Phoenix Line, a 24-hour day, seven-day week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you want to let us know which mobile game on the go that you're playing right now, and maybe it's something we've never heard of, and you want to sing its praises, or you want to chime in on tomorrow's calling uh, topic, which is movie plot twist. What's the best movie plot twist of all time? You can do what so. A twist! <laughs> on the Phoenix line, that number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, I wanted to talk about, well, this is awkward. Awkward conversations. Uh, this sort of came up because the other day... You know, and it happens quite a bit, but, uh, you know, Jesse gets tired at night and uh, she'll start a conversation in her head and then uh, decide to include me in on the conversation about halfway through without cluing me into what the context is. You know, maybe it's a commercial she saw two minutes ago. Maybe it's something she was thinking about. And uh, at some point the other day, we were having a conversation about two very different things, and it took us a while to realize that uh, that was actually the case. She thought she was talking about one thing. I thought I was talking about something else. And it turned out to be very awkward that it sort of mashed up in a way that uh, didn't make a whole lot of sense, but uh, I, I, it was just quite awkward. Tony, uh, in your experience, uh, have you ever had any just awkward conversations uh, where either the timing wasn't quite right or you weren't on the same page or, or you know, there was just something about it that uh, made it that much more awkward. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of... <laughs> always in those moments, these are great questions because, yeah, I've, I've had it happen uh, quite a few times. It's just trying to think of a specific example, you know, whether it's, um, you know, like... I like to mess with people when they go like your mom does that, uh, you know those jokes. And I'm like, oh, my mom passed away, <laughs> and oh, then man. it makes it awkward, right? But, you right. know, aside from that, like, um, I have talked about things where you know, apparently, you know, where sometimes people go through uh, personal things, like you know, if you make a joke about like, hey man, I'm drunk, or you, you poke fun at something to be funny, because anytime you try to be comedic to lighten the situation. Sometimes people have gone through those real situations. Right. Um, one of the biggest ones I can remember from high school, which I'm not proud of, but uh, and I've since apologized. Thank God she loves me and we get along great now. But uh, our friend Mora, you know, in high school, like to impress Lori, who I had a wicked crush on. I just admit it on the radio. Um, 
I uh, took the she she was like Miss Anti Mormon. She was Mormon, and I was like, oh, this is what I think of the Book of Mormon, and I put it on my my booty and I rubbed it and thought, haha, this is funny. And then, uh, ooh man, like you didn't realize the awkward like how I made Lori feel because now like I totally offended her friend and I like right you you just th- made it all awkward. Oh, just for the for the sake of a laugh to cheer one person up. So, you know, if I go back and take something away, that'd be don't do things like that. Yeah. Kind of think of how other people feel before you start to do actions or say things. Right. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. ti- timing is everything. For instance, in this case, uh, you have Twitter user Zolani who says, "I broke up with my girlfriend. Zolani. Broke up with my girlfriend at a restaurant, and she started crying." Everyone thought I had proposed, so they started clapping. Oh, no! <laughs> Ouch! And, folks, that is your soundbite today. That, that's going to be the clip later. <laughs> Ouch! Here's one that actually I run into quite a bit. You have Twitter user N. Sahar says, My lab partner said, Hi, I'm Christian. And I said, Hi, I'm Muslim. Muslim. Of course, his name was Christian. My name is Christian. Of course, I have to uh, explain to people that, uh, yeah, you know, my name's Christian like the religion, but with a K. Yeah, my name's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's something I've had to do my entire life. And, and of course, you know, I I don't think I'd ever come out and uh, just introduce myself with my religion first so uh you know I, I can see where that would be a little on the awkward side moving on with uh well this is awkward you have twitter user dr k who says true story surgeon says did someone did <coughs> excuse me did someone fart there's silence and the surgeon says i need to know if someone farted i may have a perforated bowel Mute med student says oh i farted <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff, man. And that's, again, that's one of those things where timing is everything. You know, obviously for a surgeon, if there's a perforated bowel, there are big consequences that could come from it. So he needs to know. And, of course, that poor med student had to fess up, you know. In that case, you know, the surgeon wasn't the one who uh, dealt it, but certainly smelt it. So. Here's one that uh, you may want to check what somebody's holding before you ask them the question. Uh, You have Twitter user H. Durant says, I saw a girl carrying a hamster, so I asked if I could pet it, but it was actually a muffin, so now I'm on my way to jump off a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, that's a weird-looking muffin. If a muffin is furry and hairy, then uh, you might have more kind things of muff- to worry about. But. What kind of muffin is this girl eating? Good Lord. <laughs> but yeah, def- wow. definitely take a, a little bit closer look at uh, just what uh, somebody's holding. <laughs> Ooh, is that a trouser snake? Ooh, what's that? <laughs> Tony, I wonder if this one's ever happened to you, especially with your uh, AirPods. It seems to happen similar to this all the time, but uh, Twitter user Ryan Langdon says the elevator door opened up and a guy walked in the elevator. It was just me and him in there. And he said, I love you. And not to be rude. I said, I love you too. He gave me a weird look and point at, pointed at his Bluetooth device. <laughs> Obviously oh, he was awesome. on the phone. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And you don't want to just confess your love for somebody that you just met on no. the elevator. Hey. 
<laughs> going to the airport. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Wednesdays, which uh, tomorrow is Wednesday, and uh, we always talk about words are hard. Well, sometimes, you know, you mix words up a little bit. You have Twitter user BlackWatchPunk who says, I once walked into a subway and asked for a moot ball feet long. Said, crap, directly afterward, then walked out. <laughs> Can never go back. Moot ball. Like, I don't think that's that embarrassing. I just don't know why you would call a uh, meatball foot long a moot ball. A moot like, ball feet long. Yeah. I play it off. I'd be like, oh, no, a moot ball foot long. What's it smell like feet in here? <laughs> Tony, have you ever meant to say one of two different things and somehow those both got mashed up into the exact same thing? Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, you have Twitter user Lee Lucas Carey who said, meant to say, hold on for a second and give me a minute to a customer. And it came out as, hold me for a second. What a Monday. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. Uh, awkward. I've, I've had that. You know, happen. one thing I've done, it's not saying, but that's awkward. And then I don't know how the hell to get out of it. Like one time I was explaining something to a lady at uh, work, like a member. And I winked at her. She goes, why are you winking at me? I'm like, well, I don't no like i didn't realize but i was like oh yeah do you need anything <laughs> goes, why'd you wink at him like uh, i don't know i do it was mortifying because i didn't have an answer i'm like i don't even realize why i don't know why i winked at you but i did whoops <laughs> and that can awkward. be awkward yeah and that can be creepy if it's the wrong person winking so. yeah exactly well that she was like what why are you winking at me? <laughs> the other, the other one that happens to me all the time is, uh, for instance, we went to the movies this weekend, and you know, you go up and they scan the little barcode, and the person says, "Enjoy your movie." And of course, I respond back, "You too." They're yeah. not seeing a movie. I am. Well, it's, a na- it's a natural response, you right. know. It's, <laughs> it's almost like, "Hey, have fun." Yeah, okay, you too. Yeah, it's totally that's understandable, but it is funny because you're like, "Wait, you're not." You're just looking at tickets. I gotcha. <laughs> Ooh, here's an awkward one. You know, people have, uh, they joke about having their work wives or work husbands. Well, uh, this Twitter user, of course, they blocked out their name, says, I surprised my girlfriend at work this morning, came up behind her and kissed her on the neck. She laughed and said, Mike, stop. You know we're at work. My name is Brandon. rut Ooh, <laughs> Yeah. Run, roll, Reggie, that is going to create a huge can of worms. Like, that's not just awkward because even if you weren't doing anything, oh, man. That's going like, to get There's boundaries. Like, you can have your quote-unquote work wife or work husband, like, that you just talk to, but you definitely don't cross any of that. No, stuff. and that's going to lead to Ever. more awkward conversations. Oh, well, yeah, there's no way getting out because there's – how do you explain it? Even if you are telling the truth at this point – you look sketch. It is completely suspicious at this point. Absolutely. And then finally with, well, that was awkward. You have Twitter user Tufty Frog who says, one time I went to hand someone a bowl of hot soup and my brain tried to say, careful, it's hot. And here's your soup. So instead I blurted out, careful, it's soup. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to back right on out of here. <laughs> Folks, we are headed into the break, headed into the last segment of the show, where we drop a little knowledge, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. This Day in History is up next. Don't go anywhere.
everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, we did it, folks. We made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, November 17th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Frodo doomed us. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, Zoom cut part of that out because we got... Nah! Oh! 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 <laughs> it was supposed to be just Frodo yelling. That little, that little Frodo. <laughs> oh, little Frodo. I tried to find an animated no. You'd be amazed how many weird no's there are. Oh, here. there's... Plenty of them on there. Of course, none of them are labeled quite right. But uh, in any no, case, that's folks, why during break, I sample it with the mute on. There just you in go. Case. Folks, while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Caring is caring. And I brought you your soup hot. <laughs> Careful. I'm it's not. soup. Careful. It's soup. <laughs> Uh, sharing is caring, which is why we do this segment each and every day. We drop a little knowledge, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. For instance, this day in 1558, Elizabeth I, age 25, ascends to the English throne upon the death of her half-sister, Queen Bloody Mary. Now, was Bloody Mary the one that uh, she bathed in the blood of virgins to try and continue to look beautiful? And if I say Bloody Mary one more time, she's going to kill me in a mirror around here somewhere. So, Yeah, we used to play that game as a kid, man. I remember one of my uh, birthdays at my had my entire baseball team over for my birthday party, and we did Bloody Mary. Uh, I remember me and Garrett Lapeer were in there and claimed we saw something. You didn't see anything. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Elizabeth, that's right, you're the queen of the crop. Yeah, you are. Uh -huh. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, I ain't saying it a third time. No, I'm not. Uh, Go ahead, do it one more time. Bloody Mary. <laughs> I'm all fidgety. I'm scared. Yeah. It's like saying Candyman, is it three times or five times? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to say it like, I think five times. Although I got to say on a side note, that new Candyman with Jordan Peele, even though it got delayed, it looks pretty damn cool. It does. I'm looking forward to it that. It looks good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on with this day in history, this day in 1603, English explorer, writer, and courtier, Walter Raleigh goes on trial for treason. It seems like everybody was on trial for treason back then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of these guys would have been perfect for the world of professional wrestling. Who's going to turn heel this week? Yeah. You want to turn, you want to be the bad guy this week? Okay, cool. Right. And I don't know if it was later or before this, but he was later knighted. So he was Sir Walter Raleigh, but was on trial for treason. They were just looking for reasons to behead people. 
That's basically Today, it. you would be tried for treason as you would not eat my grandmother's soup. <laughs> it was the others who beat the garbage, and if you don't eat it, it's treason. And as we Off know, with your head. As we know, Kirk, careful, it's soup. This yeah. day in 1855, David Livingstone, Dr. Livingstone, I presume, becomes the first European to see Victoria Falls, what is now Zambia and Zimbabwe. And uh, I actually think that was the basis for the movie Up, uh, where, you know, they wanted that, the house to be and, and all of that. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, back in the mid-1800s, there was still a lot of exploration going on. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> I, well, especially you think of the way traveling and, and things were back then. It's not obviously like, not even close to today. So I would imagine if you go uh, about just five miles on a walk, you're going to discover some amazing stuff. Yeah. Oh, there it is. We'll call that Victoria Falls. That's right. That little waterfall right there. That's Victoria Falls. It's beautiful. <laughs> this day in 1863, Abraham Lincoln begins the first draft of the Gettysburg Address. Four score and seven years ago. What is four score again? Is that? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question because it's, it's a very famous line. A score is either like a week or seven days or 14 days. Folks, if you know, chime in on our Facebook page because I, I learned it growing up, but I have no idea what four score is now. It is definition. It is being four times 20, 13th century meeting. First known use of four score. So uh, four times 20. Okay. All right. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's do four a lot Four times of... 20 and seven years ago. Right. Instead of saving seven years ago last month, four score. I don't get it. Anyway, moving on. This day in 1884, cops arrest boxer John L. Sullivan in his second round for being cruel. <laughs> Wait a bit. What? For being cruel. Yeah, if that was still the case in these days, Evander Holyfield would have been... Uh, uh, sorry, Mike Tyson would have been arrested for uh, biting off Evander Holyfield's ear for being cruel. <laughs> yeah, it's spinal. It's a spinal injury. <laughs> I I broke my neck. It's lobal. Spinal. <laughs> spinal, Chris. I'm going to talk to the pigeon from earlier in this episode. He's going to be very upset with you. When you said that, you said I was angry. <laughs> Speaking of angry people, this day in 1894, we'll <laughs> serial killer H. H. Holmes is arrested in Boston after being tracked there from Philadelphia by the Pinkertons. He's a serial killer I've never heard of before. H. Triple H. Holmes. H, man. Yeah. What was his name? Hunter Hearst. What? H. H. Holmes. It doesn't say what. Uh, <laughs> H. Holmes. What the you know, H. Surprisingly, I bet you Lacey knows who the hell that is. After, um, dude, yesterday, she, you, she's one of those people um, that listen on the radio that scream at the host like, it's this, you idiot. Um, you know how we were talking about the uh, Ed Gain or Ed uh -huh. Gain, whatever his name was. And, we're, and you're like, ah, I think it was the Amityville horror. Well, apparently he was the basis of Psycho and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And, That's what it was. And, and yeah. that was that. I read all the text post, and then she told me of her weird useless knowledge of serial killers and stuff and she's definitely not but she said it kind of creeps mike out a bit but uh <laughs> she probably knows who triple h is uh does she have a holly holly holmes whatever right. his name is does she have a complete set of the uh, serial killer uh, trading cards from adam's family values Ooh, 
I don't know, Lacey. You'll let me know if you do. I I don't know. Yeah, you'll have to try. She was in. trying to tell me about a Nebraska serial killer, and the only one I can remember was Dexter when he threw that body in the uh, cornfield <laughs> or in that in that in that corn thing and just disappeared. So. <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1967, Davy Jones the Monkeys opens a boutique Zilch One in Greenwich Village, New York. Um, okay. Hey, hey, we're the Monkeys. And We've again, got tie all it your to clothes. Lacey. She loves Davy Jones. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, huge Davy Jones fan. Here's a guy that we have to thank for this. This day in 1970, Douglas Engelbart receives the patent for the first computer mouse. Oh, thanks, Engelbart. Uncle Dirt. <laughs> this day in 1979, Salem's Lot, American two-part miniseries based on the horror novel of the same name by Stephen King, premieres in the United States. Uh, I love Stephen King books. Um, maybe he should stay off Twitter, though, with uh, the whole political views. Yeah, sometimes that's a bummer when you when people that you really admire their work for, and then they start preaching their, their political stuff. That's why I don't ever preach political crap, ever. Yeah. I want people to... I want people to be like, you know, I like Tony's kind of funny. He's kind of weird, but, you know, talks too much politics. Damn you, Tony. Finally, yep. this day in 2015, actor Charlie Sheen confirms that he is HIV positive. Don't want any of that tiger blood, that's for sure. No. Wow. Well, it doesn't surprise me. That dude, I want to know who's had more sex in their life, him or Tommy Lee. Ooh, good question. I guess dude. I guess we will never I tell know. you, they've... I, they've had more than I had. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and then finally... With, lifetime? Wow. With the last minute of the show, let's run down some of today's holidays. Holidays winning. Tiger blood. <laughs> uh, it's not on the list, but we wanted to give a special shout out because today is National Preemie Day. And of course, f- super fan of the show, Bella is uh, was born a preemie. And of course, she is... Uh, just a, a sweet, sweet little girl. So we want to recognize that. Today is also American Enterprise Day, America Recycles Day, Day of the Imprisoned Writer. Don't know what that means. George Spelvin Day. Oh, I got to take the day off. It's George Spelvin Day. Yep. Love to Write Day. National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. Probably a pretty good idea. Yeah, yeah. Little Red Wagon Day. National Bunt Cake Day. I can get behind Ooh, that. Bunt cakes. Yum. Pack Your Mom's Lunch Day. National Spicy Hermit Cookie Day. Have no idea what that is. And National what? Raisin Bran Cereal Day. Disgusting. Yeah. Folks, that does it. When we come back tomorrow, we've got uh, Wednesday. Words are hard Wednesday. So enjoy your Tuesday. We'll see you guys in the morning. Pack tomorrow. a lunch for mom. 